thank everybody that was here pre-service prayer. I'm telling you, that is going to make such a big, 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 big difference. Um, pre-service prayer is very, very important. We're, we're doing that at 10 minutes to, to 11. So um, come out a little early, be involved in that. The Sunday school is it's an awesome teaching, so be involved in that. All right, Philippians 4.4. I want to tell you something today. I don't know about you, but the sun's shining, and I'm feeling good, and I'm in a rejoicing mood. So in Philippians 4.4, 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, some people, and listen, I go through this too. There's some people, you're thinking, why? Rejoice for what? It's been a miserable week. It's been a miserable day. It's been a miserable year. It's been a miserable this. Why do you rejoice? Always rejoice. Rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Rejoice because you are the righteousness of Christ. Rejoice because you're the head and not the tail. Rejoice because you are healed and you are whole. Rejoice because you're redeemed. Rejoice because we have the Holy Spirit living in us. Rejoice that we have the victory in Christ. We need to just rejoice. Do you need more reasons than that? I can keep going. (laughs) There's a whole lot that we can rejoice. Now listen, I understand there is a lot of chaos in the world today that surrounds all of us. I don't know about you, but, you know, I was leaving to 2019 behind. I was thinking, praise God, a new decade. 2019 has been a tough year. It's going to be behind us. It's going to be a powerful, glorious year. And 220 hit. Woo! Like a ton of bricks. I was like, well then, okie dokie. I guess, I guess it's not going to be smooth sailing in 2020 either, huh? That's exactly right. But I want you to understand this. Understand that I truly believe with all my heart we are going to see major, big God things happen this year. But do not think that the enemy's taking a day off. But we have the victory in Christ, so rejoice. That's, that's right. Do you know, we just, somebody did a teaching on prayer in Cedarville. And, and this was so good. Every day that you don't pray gives the enemy another inch. By default, we give up ground. All right? Now, we're taking ground this year. We are taking ground this year. And so, here's, here's the title of this message. Here's the whole thing of this message. You know, the enemy is trying to steal what you have in the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Stop, thief. You can't steal my joy. He can't take it from you. Do you know, and I'll get into this a little bit more later, that joy is a fruit of the Spirit? He can't take it from you, but you can sure give it away. But you, we allow the enemy to rob us of some things. See, don't let him steal what you've got. Peace and joy, a lot of times peace and joy, you know, they're connected sometimes. You know, it seems like when you, all of a sudden I'm losing my peace, my joy goes with it. All of a sudden, I'm not joyful. There goes my peace, too. They're somehow they're, they're connected. I don't know about you, but in my life, they are. See, but the Lord shows us that, they're, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. See, so many of us forget about walking in the joy of the Lord because we get caught up in circumstances, and it's time to restore your joy. What are you looking at? What are you meditating on? If the joy of the Lord is our strength, Who do you think you've got to look to to get that joy? Not your job, not your circumstances, not your paycheck, certainly not the person that you work with. The Lord. 
He has got to be this year like never before your source for your peace, for your joy, for everything. He has got to be your source. How many can honestly say in their lives, boy, when I get that promotion or when I get that vehicle or when I get over this hump or when I, get, or when I finally get done with school, life's going to be so much better. Why are you waiting for then? It can be better right now if the joy of the Lord is your strength. But that's, and listen, um, I'm going to talk a little bit. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse um, 1 through 10. And I'm just going to give you some background. The Jews had returned from 70 years of foreign captivity in Babylon. While they were in Babylon, the Jews were not able to practice their religion in its entirety. In fact, for the most part, they didn't have access to the law of God. The most of the captives, whatever they knew of their faith, came from the memory or the memories of others. By the end of 70 years, you're talking a generation or two. They've kind of forgotten some things. And so they had forgotten more than they remembered about the will of God. After having rebuilt the temple and having just completed rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem so that they might enjoy security from their enemy, enemies, Ezra the priestly scribe believed it was time to begin teaching the people the Holy Scriptures. And I can read, it's in Nehemiah 8, 1 through 9. When they heard the word of God, they were profoundly grieved. They were convicted. The more they heard, the more they realized just how much their, their fathers and they themselves had strayed from the will of God. Their failure, was, their failure was evident. Their guilt was obvious. They felt it deeply and they wept in sorrow. And in verse 9 of Nehemiah, um, chapter 8. And Nehemiah, who is the governor of Ezra, the priest, uh, the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept and when they heard the words of the law. In verse 10. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to your Lord. Do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And guess what? And it says, go your way, eat the fat. It is enjoy life because the joy of the Lord is your strength. We are trying to find joy in so many places. But the foundation of your joy has still got to be the Lord. There's where, where does your peace come from? From the Lord. Your strength comes from the joy of the Lord. And I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of we Christians walk around with no joy in them anywhere. And it shouldn't be that way. Now listen, we've got issues, we've got problems, we face things. But at the, at the end of the day, where does your joy come from? It has to come from the Lord. We look for joy in that promotion. Or if I, just, if, if I had more money, that would solve the problem. More money doesn't necessarily solve problems. Sometimes more money is just a bigger headache. You know, I've got 10 employees, and that's great. I've got so much work, I need 20 employees. You have just doubled your responsibility and everything that goes, all the responsibility that goes along with that. Now, is it a blessing to have? Yeah, sometimes, and then sometimes maybe not so much. But in the middle of all that, where does your joy come from? I can tell you this. It better not come from people. I love my wife. She says she loves me. That's a good day. <laughs> okay? My joy can't come from her. 
Her joy certainly can't come from me. It's got to come from the Lord. See, one of the biggest lies that people tell each other when they get into relationships, you know, I've got to say this. You'll, you'll, You'll know the quote. You complete me. What a stinking lie from the pit of hell that is. You complete me. What happens if she doesn't complete me? There's the thing. Here's the thing. It isn't it's a 50-50 thing. No, it's 100-100. I'm 100% committed to Christ, and then I'm 100% committed to you. I'm completed in Christ. You got nothing to do with my completion because if you got to complete me, you're going to be in trouble because I am a needy person. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, that's an old, older movie. I heard that quote and I thought, I curse that in the name of Jesus. You are my everything. <laughs> yes. But then, there's, then you turn that around and then there's some days, you are my nothing. <laughs> No, our joy, who you are, has to be in Christ. Because the thing of it is, is that, listen, I understand. I understand. There's some, we've all been hurt. We've all been put down, all this kind of stuff. And if your identity is tied to what people say or who people think you are, you are in trouble. Your identity is in Christ. Your joy comes from Him. That's where your strength comes from. The only one that can complete anybody is Jesus Christ. I needed to be 100% whole in Christ before I was ever going to be any kind of a husband for my wife. And vice versa. And that took a little doing because I was crusty. I know it's hard to believe. I was not this prize-winning blue-ribbon sheep you see before you today. <laughs> and anybody that knows me say, well, I don't know. There might be a little dirt on that sheep somewhere. Let's just put it this way. I don't know that I would have qualified to be a sacrificial sheep. Christ sacrificed for me, thank God. All right? So again, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Romans 14, 17. Listen to this. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but the kingdom of God is righteousness. He makes you righteous. That means we are in right standing with him. That's a pretty good place. You can rejoice in that. I see you're all excited about that today. All right? It's not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And again, and it says in verse 18, for he who serves Christ in these things, in righteousness, peace, and joy, is acceptable to God and approved by men. And you know what? I don't think God, men have any choice in that being, because if you're serving God in these things, it is acceptable to God and it's approved by men. Now, the word kingdom there means his rule and reign. All right? It's not eating and drinking, but it's his rule and reign in our life, which gives us peace and joy. So, if you're having a joy issue, ask yourself where your relationship level is. Crickets. Okay. When my wife came home from Africa, and I got born again, I got born again on a Saturday. I went to a Wednesday night Bible study. She got home from Africa probably Tuesday, or that that Wednesday. 
I got saved. She got home from Kenya, and she happened to be at the Bible study. I must say, my joy was full. Because I saw her and said, woo, this Christian thing's a pretty good deal. I'm like, woo, woo. Yes. I mean, of course, she wouldn't even look at me. She wouldn't even look my way. But I begged her to go out with me. And we did with her grandmother. Yeah. Me and her and grandma had a date. Yeah. I'll never forget, we went to a play in Cedarville, this playhouse. They had a playhouse, and Grandma was right there with us. I couldn't hold her hand. I couldn't smoochy, smoochy. Of course, she wasn't having any of that. We finally, I said, let's go to, I think we went to, we were going to go see a show in the sewer. I took you out to dinner or something. On the way home, I was so excited, we're alone. So, you know, being the smooth critter that I am, sleep over, grab her hand. So what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm holding your hand. She says, no, you're not. All right. <laughs> My mind's going, this is new. Lord, I'm completing you, right? <laughs> but see, the thing of it is to say, my joy can't be in her. Her joy can't be in me. It's got to be in the Lord. And listen, I want this to be an extremely joy-filled year in your life. But make Christ the center of it. Quit focusing on these other things. And you want to be strong in the Lord? Get, be joyful in Him. All right. We're having fun this morning. That's good. See, we're being joyful. <clears throat> All right. Now, do you know that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It's one of the things that through the Holy Spirit is already in you. It, correct? Holy Spirit moves in. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. That means you can have the fruits of the Spirit. And my question is, is that if it's, if it's already in us, and God can have, says we've got it, and, it's our, and the, the joy of the Lord is our strength, then how come more Christians aren't walking around joy-filled? I mean, I'm going to tell you something. I've run into, I don't, I, maybe you haven't. I have run into some Christians that, wow. I mean, you talk about crusty old toads. They hate life. They hate you. They hate themselves. They hate everybody around them. But praise God. <laughs> Woo, well, all righty then. Thank you very much. I want, to go, I want to go hang out with you at your church, buddy. You can do the death march right there with the rest of them. Where is the joy? Do you know when I got born again, I didn't care what else was going on. I was so joyful and so happy. And, and then, you know, when I got born again, I had these rose-colored glasses on. I thought everybody felt the same way I did. I thought everybody believed the same way I did. I thought everybody loved everybody the way I did. And then I found out about Christianity. Oh! Wow. Christianity can be a pretty nasty place because people don't have any joy. I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say something. I probably shouldn't say it because it's going to go on tape. But if I couldn't come to a house of the Lord like this and have, and, and have joy and laugh, and, and I'd go back to the bar. There's some fun dudes there. Come on. 
The joy of the Lord is our strength. We want to be strong. Let's have some peace. Let's have some joy. Let's have some fun. It is, it is okay to laugh in the house of the Lord. I mean, there are, there are, believe it, I have had some people say, you know, you need to get a little bit more serious in the pulpit. I am pretty serious about having fun. Absolutely. I mean, listen, the joy of the Lord. And I can't emphasize this enough because when you go through things in your life that no one can really help you with, you better have, where do you find your joy in that moment? You know, I'll I'll use Sister Georgia. She had some dark moments in her life, man. She's facing death. Where does your joy come from? In the middle of that. Where does your joy come from when things are coming against you? You know? It's like, life just ain't working out. Where does your joy come from? See, the world says, if I just overcome that, then I'll be happy. If I just get a little bit more money, I'll be happy. If I just get that new car, I'll be happy. If I can eat something other than ramen noodles, I'll be happy. (laughs) If you can't find joy right where you're at, you're not going to find it down, oh, the, down the next, the next, the next, the next. Because once you get there, something's going to come up. It's going to try to steal your joy. The enemy tries desperately to steal our joy. Because when our joy goes, there goes our peace. And guess what comes behind that? Here comes depression. Here comes anxiety. Here comes worry. Here comes stress. I don't know about you, but I've had enough about enough of all that. None of those, stress, worry, depression, anger, frustration, I don't see that on the list of the fruits of the Spirit. Maybe I haven't read my Bible close enough, but I don't see it on the list of something that we have to have. It's on the flesh list, and the enemy uses it. And if you want to understand how to put the flesh down, and let the spirit control your soul, come to the 10 o'clock Bible studies. They'll help you. Absolutely. It's joy. It's one of the fruits of the spirit that we can have. And listen, I know life gets in the way, and I'd love to be able to tell you, you know what, I hover four inches off the ground, and I'm joyful all the time. I mean, it's nothing but a laugh fest at my house. Ha, ha, ha. I will see you after the service. (laughs) I will need a couple of ushers. It's not that way. Last night, we do something in our house. When things are going hard, move in the opposite spirit of what's trying to minister to you. What did we do? We made homemade pizza, man. We made a homemade pizza. We make chocolate, chocolate malts or shakes, whatever you want. I'm a malt guy, extra malt. And we celebrated. We're moving it. We're going to have joy in the midst of whatever's coming. We're going, to, we're going to find our, we're going to celebrate and have joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I'm telling you, I got done with that. And I mean, the strength of God was there. I refuse, I refuse to take 2020 and let the enemy do any more than he's already done. Remember, if you continue to do things the same way, 
you did them in 2019, you're gonna, you'll get to the end of 2020 and say, gosh, it was the same old year. Do something different. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Be happy. Oh, well, I'm not happy about my lot in life. Well, you know what? You have a life. Be happy. Be joy-filled. You know, you know, I, I love your son. You know, I see his pictures on Facebook. He is, oh, don't worry about that. I don't, he doesn't bother me a bit. If he wants to talk, he can come up here and get the mic. I don't mind. <clears throat> no? <clears throat> Precious. If when everything, you know, and I really appreciate you because when, you know, and I know this family, they go through some things, and she says, but you know what? Look at this little face. That brings me joy. Because those little, that's, I'm telling you what, little kids, that's just like angels in little bodies. You know, with our joy. Our joy comes from the Lord, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Let's be strong this year. Let's find something to be joyful about. I remember just silly little things could bring you so much joy. We were in dinner at Canada. You remember that? We were in Canada. We had some candy. I'm not, I'm not going to say what we said, but a certain kind of candy. It's got a certain name, and she pronounced it wrong, and we laughed for an hour. We're laughing. This is 15 years ago. 20 years ago, we still laugh about it. I'm afraid I'll pronounce it wrong. It's a, it's a candy that tastes like licorice. I, I'm, not, I'm afraid to say it. Anise, it's anise candy. A little pronunciation, shorten an A. Just saying. We laughed. And we laughed. And at that time, I mean, I know the people at the table must have thought we were crazy because, I mean, tears were running. You know, I had Kleenex out. It was horrible. But, but you know, the thing of it is, is that was such a joyful in the Lord moment. The joy of the Lord, and it strengthens you if you can just, you know, when you've said for the hundredth time, please sit down and get out your pencils. And the little cherubs just don't, they've, they've all got to be deaf. We need to pray for their healing because obviously they're not hearing you. Can you find joy in the middle of that? The joy of the Lord will strengthen us and carry us through. I've had some dark times in my life, like we all have. And when you're going through those times, you think, there's no joy in Mudville. But there is in the Lord. That's what we have to draw unto. When things don't go well, my daughter, 17 years old in high school, heaven forbid that she gets a B or an A minus. Life as she knows it stops to existing. In that moment, I say, you know, the joy of the Lord, you know, 10 years from now, nobody cares. You know? I went to college, graduated with honors. I was not a great high school student. Focus was a problem. I know it's hard for you to believe. <laughs> See, here's what it says in John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, or if you walk in the word of the Lord, you will abide in my love, 
just as I have kept my Father's command and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. What are you looking for for fullness of joy? If you're looking for circumstances, one of the things in relationships, that's one of the problems. That's why there's this, you know, relationship thing is because we're looking for someone to bring us joy that they cannot possibly bring us. People don't bring you joy. Money doesn't bring you joy. It can bring you happiness and pleasure for a while. It doesn't bring you true joy. That only comes from the Lord. I can have true joy in the midst of any, it doesn't matter what the circumstance. doesn't mean it's easy. doesn't mean I don't have to fight for it. Doesn't mean like I showed, you know, when we had the little box, sometimes I'm throwing things out of the box trying to find that joy. But I'm going to go back to Georgia. Where do you find your joy in the middle of that battle? And where's your strength come from? And I know her. And there's people supporting her and praying for her. But you know what? She laid her head down to the pillow. She had to find her strength in the joy of the Lord. Somebody can't do it for you. We can lift you up. We can support you. We can carry your burden. See, joy is a deep and abiding inner rejoicing that was promised to those who abide in Christ and follow his principles and his ways. It's the source of our joy. Jesus is. The enemy is trying to steal that. If he can't steal it, he wants to kill it. If he can't kill it, he wants to destroy it. And he'll use any means necessary. Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hands are pleasures forevermore. Are you spending time in his presence? If your joy meter is going down, ask yourself, how much time are you spending with the Lord in his presence? I'm telling you what, I got strengthened today through the joy of the Lord right here at this altar this morning in his presence. But it doesn't take a worship team and an altar to do that. 24-7, wherever you're at, he is available. Get in his presence and your joy will be full. But again, listen to what I'm telling you. I started with 2020 with this. This year is a year, I believe, of personal responsibility for your growth in Christ. And how do you do that? It's your relationship. I can give you, you know, I can go on Gary's job. Gary can give me all the tools to be successful and say, okay, there are they all the tools. But guess what? If I don't pick the tools up and have somebody lead me to do them, then I'm not going to know how. Guess what you need to do? You need to pick up one of the tools of being in his presence so your joy may be full. Let me show you how that's done. Or wherever you are in your house. Or even this. I said, Jesus, I just, I just did want to be in your presence. It's not hard. Wherever you're at, you can get in his presence. Because it's a fullness, and it's just in your presence is the fullness of joy. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I want you to know, there is a joy thief. His name is the enemy, the devil, Satan. And he uses all kinds of ways. 
It says in John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Christ says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. The truth is, he can't do any of these. He can't take these things from you. Anything that we have entrusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, the enemy can't touch. You have to give it to him. You have to allow him permission. How do we allow him permission? Okay. I don't know why I do this to myself. How do you allow him permission? You're going through Burger King, and somebody's, well, I'll use, I'll use Big Beef. Somebody's, and they've got 14 drink orders, and they're right in front of you. And it's going to be a 25-minute wait. And all of a sudden, the head starts to get heated. And the veins start to pop out. And you might start sweating. And your teeth are getting gritting. And you're clenching your fists. And the joy thief is coming. And guess what you say? I'm ticked off. You just gave the enemy your joy. Yeah. 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 They don't see the poor gals that are behind the thing going... They need 14 hands. I couldn't do it. Praise God, I couldn't do it. Amen. See, the word steal means to take. The mean kills. Kill means, obviously, to cause to be dead. All right? And destroy means to mar. If he can't kill it or steal it, he's going to try to mess it up. It's like taking a knife and scarring a desk up, so it's not quite as useful. The enemy can't um, unless we allow him to. And he's trying to steal your, your joy. Now, okay, so I'm going to give you some, a list. Here are some joy suckers, or thieves, if you will. Right at the top of the list, people. But you know what? You can, my, here's a question, and listen, I'm not, I'm not pointing a finger because I'm not necessarily good at this either. How come, how come, maybe you can answer this for me. How come we allow people to have the kind of power over us to cause us not to have joy? You know, you're allowing someone to do that to you? Just refuse to allow that. Look, joy sucker, you're not taking my joy today. You know, I mean, I don't know, walk around with a sign and somebody comes up, joy sucker. <laughs> joy sucker. Joy sucker. You know, the big, you know... People's words and their actions. Okay? And if you are a Christian, this is one you better get a hold of. Because if you're a Christian, people are going to talk about you. They're going to say naughty things about you. They're going to spread gossip and rumors. They're going to. Because you're a Christian. And that's what the world does. If your joy is based on people's opinion, you're in trouble. I've got this theory. If you go to a mall, a shopping department, a big place where there's lots of people, and you sit down on that bench, 100 people go by you. They don't talk to you. They just go by you, take a look at you, keep on going. 50 people will like you. 50 people won't like you. They don't know anything about you. They've never talked to you. They've already decided just by looking at you one time. So am I supposed to walk around half the time so bummed out and depressed because this person that walked by didn't like me? I'll tell you what I started to do. When these things come against me, 
I started thinking about, you know what? Yeah, that's that, that person. But man, this person loves me. This person encouraged me. This person's been praying for me. This person believes in me. This person's doing this and this person. And then pretty soon you start counting it up, and there are way more many for you than there are against you. So you're going to let one joy sucker ruin your life? I'm sorry. It's not happening anymore, devil. This is a no joy sucking zone. Maybe I need to put that on the door coming in. This is a no joy sucking zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boy, that would make headline news, wouldn't it? No joy sucking there. We, we can, we'll teach the Sunday school kids a song. There'll be no joy sucking in this place. <laughs> Do I need to get off of that, honey? Yeah, okay. Davines, you know, I, I get to look. Because she knows me. I know where this is going. Move on. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, the other thing is a joy sucker. Believe it or not, believe it or not, one of the joy suckers is selfishness. Selfishness will suck the joy out of you. It's all about me. It's all about me, 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 all the time about me. That's not a very joyful place to be. Always looking to get and not give. I'm telling you, I know people like that. They're miserable. They're miserable people. Because nothing is ever enough. Nothing can ever be done for them enough. Another one, boy, I, I don't like this one because I deal with this. Pride. Pride. Pride will suck your joy right out of you. Obviously, anger and frustration because joy, I don't think joy can exist where anger does. They don't, you know, one's leaving and one's coming and one's going and one's leaving and, you know. Bingo. Oh. Strife. Sowing strife or entertaining strife? There is no joy there at all. And I've been on both sides of it. I'm just be honest with you. I've been on both sides of that. You know? I, I've sowed strife in my life because I'm an opinionated man. But I have learned over the years, you know, even a fool seems wise if he keeps his mouth shut. So... And, and I've got a wife that helps me, honey. <laughs> Judging and being critical takes away joy and peace of the mind. Fault finding can create a feeling of dissatisfaction in one's life, and it destroys joy. Let's take that to personally, personal. David and I, <clears throat> we were both born and raised in Cedarville, and um, Grew up on the water. and You know, you can start meditating on all the things you don't have. And all of a sudden, I'm dissatisfied with what I do have. And all of a sudden, you're frustrated, and you're angry, and you're discontented. Why? Count all the blessings that you have. We have a roof over our heads. We're not living on a dirt floor. Um, you know, we, we've got every modern convenience that you could have. Now, are we inconvenienced sometimes? Yeah. But what are you, are you thankful? But you start, 
when you start being dissatisfied or being critical of even the things that you have, then all of a sudden, there's no joy. You get that new truck. Ooh, I'm so happy. It's the greatest thing. It's like, man, I love my truck. Nobody's ever going to eat my truck. I'm going to wash my truck every week. I'm going to get it. My wife's going to vacuum it out every week. I love my truck. You know, a year or two down the road, you hear a clink. This stupid truck, no good for... Whoa, 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 wait a second. What happened? It was your joy here a minute ago, and now it's this stupid thing that's no good for nothing. I didn't like it to start with, and I should have bought a Ford, and I got a Dodge, and, and, and that's, a whole nother argu- that's a whole nother argument. <laughs> and now, honestly, I want, you to, I want you to understand, too, circumstances can cause us to lose our joy. Because there's circumstances, and listen, some of you have very difficult circumstances. I'm not negating that. Some of us deal with very hard, difficult life things. Can you find joy in the Lord that will bring you strength even in the middle of that? You sure can. Because you know what? We get to choose. I get to, you know, somebody, okay, I'm getting psychological on you. You really make me mad. I'm sorry. It's your own anger. Just why don't you say, what you did has made me very angry. But it's your anger. It's not their anger. It's your anger. So, so you need to, in, in the middle of that, you need to understand, you know, look, my joy is, is, is joy. I can have joy in the middle of all that. I'm, gonna, I'm choosing, I can choose to be angry, or I can choose to be joyful. I get to choose. Now, this flesh is a powerful thing. And I'm going to tell you, one thing that I have struggled with in my past and pops up from time to time is frustration and anger. <clears throat> you know? I was a scrapper my whole life. You know, I was kind of forced to be. Um, you know, I, I lived in North Carolina for a year with my dad, and down there, there was gangs down there, man. They didn't play. It wasn't go out backyard and bloody each other's nose and you shake hands with friends. They're trying to kill you. And so you, you learn to be, you know, quick-tempered because you're protecting yourself. Well, guess what? That's not a fruit of the Spirit. That's, that sucks the joy right out of you. You know people that are angry all the time. There's no joy in them anywhere. They need to get delivered. They need to be set free. They need to realize that they have a choice because one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. And if you're in Christ, that's available to you. Okay, here's another one. That's, and I'm, I'm winding her down now. Not making an effort to grow spiritually will suck the joy right out of your life. Well, you know, church just, does, just doesn't do what it used to do for me. It must be that preacher's fault. It probably is. <clears throat> oh. You have to take and make an effort to spiritually grow. There'll be so much joy in that. Have you ever seen a kid that rode a two-wheel bike for the first time? They get going, and I mean, they're just so joyful because they've done it themselves. It's the same thing with us. You have to take responsibility to spiritually grow, and you watch your joy. Hmm? Sure.
Good for you. And so you, that brought you joy, huh? That's right. Yes, he was. He's always with you. Now, again, getting back to, to people, negativity, slander, divisiveness. You need to, you know, have you ever seen now people that work in, with trees and plants and all this? You get a tree and it blooms and it blossoms and they get these little offshoots on the tree. Those are called suckers. And what these suckers do is they stop the nutrients from getting the, the branches where they need to. And so what do they do? They cut them suckers off. You need to start cutting those suckers off. The joy suckers need to be cut off. How do you hold on to his joy? Reading and meditating on the word, being in his presence, trusting the word, not your circumstances. Sowing joy would be a good thing. <clears throat> and looking at the blessings of the Lord. It's time to restore your joy. And that's just as simple as getting, making sure you're staying hooked up with Christ. Why? Because I want a bunch of joy-filled Christians in 2020 because we are going to impact this region. And in the, the coming weeks and months, you're going to hear me more and more about we need to get out there and we need to be the witnesses and we need to do the sowing. But listen, you don't, what, your lifestyle and your whole countenance speaks about the Lord. Don't tell me how great God is. You know, life is just terrible. Nothing ever goes right. And my lot in life just stinks. This and that and the other. Do you want to serve me and my God? I don't want anything to do with that. Thank you very much. Is that the example of what I get? No, thank you. But, you know what? I'm going through some tough things, but man, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I believe God's going to help me and he can help you too. I'm not saying that we've got to walk around like nothing's ever wrong. Transparency and saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm struggling and I'm going through some things, but the Lord's going to get me through it and I'm going to have peace and joy in the middle of it speaks a ton today. Because people can't find that anywhere. Amen? All right. So, next Sunday... I expect a joy-filled church to come bouncing through the doors, dancing into the sanctuary, twirling around and praying at the altar. And if you've never twirled or prayed at the altar, give it a shot. You might, you might be shocked at how good it feels. Amen? Let me pray for you today. Father, we thank you. We got pop blessing, not today. Father, we thank you for this, for this, uh, <laughs> almost said food. <clears throat> We are, yes, you've just been fed. Thank you for this food, Lord. Father, we just thank you for this day. Lord, I pray that each and every person here just receives this, understands this, and unlocks the joy that's in us, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And Lord, we refuse to allow the enemy to steal our joy for any reason, for any, no circumstances, no people. Lord, even those that come against us will continue to pray for them and we will walk in joy and peace regardless because you are our source and you are our strength. And so I pray that every person this week, as they walk through their week, they will walk through it joy-filled and strong in you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday afternoon. The sun is shining in the eastern upper peninsula. Pop blessing is next Sunday.